truth. 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 Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. How are you doing? This is Samuel Tolley with Trusting the Truth. Today I want to talk about how I love the Democrats, but hate the Democrat party, part one, the children. And some people actually, many Democrats think I hate them. No, the Bible tells me I'm supposed to love people. And frankly, most of the people I know are Democrats. Um, Most of my friends and most of my ex-friends that do not consider me a friend anymore are Democrats. I grew up in an environment in which black people particularly voted the straight Democrat line. In many cases, there are still many of them that vote the straight Democrat line. Um, When I changed, when I quit voting Democrat, I didn't stop loving Democrats. In fact, since 2011, I think I've been online since that time, actually, I think it was about 1989 when I quit being a Democrat. I didn't quit loving Democrats then either. And in 2011, when I start going online and expressing my views publicly beyond my normal, you know, people in my everyday run of life, um, I didn't quit loving Democrats then either, except for at that point, I exposed myself to more people. I exposed myself to more ridicule. You know, I have people that I grew up with that say or said all kinds of things about me. Most of the time, these days, I don't hear anything. <clears throat> but I've I've been called all kinds of vicious names and have to t- take all kinds of abuse And the only reason why I would take that abuse or put myself out there to be abused, because I can keep my opinions to myself, but I don't think it's love to keep your opinions to yourself. I mean, for example, I had a friend that I grew up with since we were children. And once we became teenagers, that particular friend decided to become a Jehovah's Witness. I didn't know anything about Jehovah's Witnesses at that time. I didn't pay much attention to it, but we were still friends, but he went on his path. And eventually when I decided to dedicate my life to the Lord, I started studying apologetics, which is the defense of the faith. And the more I studied, the more I found out that the Watchtower and Track Society teaches an adverse theology a false gospel. Now, this friend I hadn't seen in years. Uh, We grew up, raised families. We might have seen each other off and on, but it was years since I saw this friend. And when I met him, we decided to go out to lunch. So we went out to lunch. We had a great time, you know, reminiscing on the past and whatnot. But all through my thought process, it was like, you know, I should tell him the truth of the gospel. And I also realized that 
as much Jehovah's Witness theology as I learned, that he would not be open to it. That in fact, he was told by their teaching not to accept the teaching of any teaching outside of the Watchtower and Track Society. And I thought, you know, this was after lunch and I went home or whatever. I said, I have a choice here. I can just accept my friendship for what it is. And if he's willing to spend time with him occasionally and us just enjoy one another. Or I can risk that by telling him the truth of the gospel. Well, it was a no-brainer for me. I had to tell him the truth of the gospel because being my friend, I loved him. And I would not be serving his interests if I wouldn't tell him the truth. And I told him. And we had a few discussions. And after that, um, we sort of simply parted our ways for the most part. I mean, we, we never stopped really being friends, but our association ceased <clears throat> as far as us getting together and going to lunch and doing different things. Now, down the line, when his mother passed, I went to her funeral. When his daughter passed, I went to the watchtower to his fun her funeral. You know, I told him, you know, if you ever need me, I'll be there, which I will to this day. And once in a blue moon, we speak, but we don't talk about the Bible. And if he's ready and willing one day, I would love to discuss it with him. And when I talk to people about the Bible, I don't care if they present their theology to me. Matter of fact, I welcome it because I've always said that if this won't stand up to everything, I don't need it. So people with adverse theologies or whatnot, I will speak to them. I'm waiting on an atheist to come on my show so we can discuss his situation versus my belief because I love him. But he's not a Democrat. And that brings me right back to the Democrats. So I, you know, like I said, many of my, most of my relatives, most of my friends, the ones that speak to me and the ones that don't, I love them. I never stop loving them. It would be wrong to say you love somebody and won't try to help them. I mean, I use the analogy of a little kid. You know, right now we got a weird uh, government that's talking about mutilating kids because they think they're a child. I mean, they think that a little boy might think he's a girl or whatnot. And I always say, okay, you know, so Johnny's five years old and he wants to run out in the street and play. No parents going to let, you know, well, go ahead, Johnny. We know you want to have fun. No, Johnny, take his little butt out in the street. He might get hit by a car. The parent loves Johnny, so they're not going to let Johnny go in the streets. So I want to talk about some of the reasons why I hate the Democrat Party. And when I first thought about this topic, I thought, oh, I could just talk about it in a day, but... It's impossible. Matter of fact, what I have today is impossible to talk about it in a day. But I'm going to talk about it. And the first thing I want to bring to your attention is, is this. A couple of uh, goals of the Communist Party. Goals that were read into the Congress of the United States in 1963. <clears throat> Goal number 17, get control of the schools. 
use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Now, there's a lot here and everything. People say, oh, what is he talking about communism? I thought he said he, he hates the Democratic Party. Well, I believe for the most part, the Democratic Party has been taken over by a lot of communists because a lot of the stuff that the communists wanted to do, the Democratic Party is doing. For example, in number 26, it says, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Well, the Democratic Party is doing that. Um, I was talking to some friends or looking online just about, about the uh, Grammy Awards and all these entertainers and the debauchery. They've gotten to the point now where they just show full-blown satanic rituals on their programs. I never watched that stuff anymore. I quit watching that stuff years ago. But <clears throat> the, the idea is they make that normal. The schools are teaching children all kinds of degeneracy. I've went over that in several videos, uh, you know, drag queen story hours and, and you know, giving them puberty blockers and all this stuff. That's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the children in as far as education is concerned. And I want to look at a few things with you tonight. Some of the stuff I think you'll find fascinating if you bear with me. Now look at here, this article dated May 13th. 23 Baltimore schools with zero proficient uh, students uh, proficient in math in Maryland. Yet, Maryland ranks number two in study. Maryland ranks number two. I mean, Maryland was ranked second, the most educated state in the country. But we're talking about 23 Baltimore schools with zero children proficient in their grade level math. That is counterintuitive. That doesn't make any sense. It does. But it takes a little digging to understand what's going on here. Let's look at this article a little bit, though, before I tell you my thoughts. Uh, the study of 2023 most and least educated states in America comes on the heels of Project Baltimore investigation, which found a shocking number of Baltimore City schools where not a single student is doing math at grade level. So in the Baltimore City schools, zero, according to this article. In its study, a Walnut Hub compared all 50 states across 18 metrics that examined the key factors of a well educated population. Metrics include educational attainment, school quality, and achievement gaps between gender and races. Specifically, the study found Maryland ranked behind Massachusetts and Colorado, securing the third highest percentage of bachelor degree holders. Maryland 
also ranked among the top five with the second highest percentage of graduates of professional degree holders. Now, this is amazing. Here you have Maryland that's ranked number two out of 50 states. But Baltimore doesn't have one uh, child in these 23 schools that are proficient in math. How is that possible? So then it goes on and it has a list of states. I'll just scroll by so you can take a look real quick. Like I said, Massachusetts won, Maryland was second. Um, my home state of California was 28 and my present state of Arizona, 37. Okay, and at the bottom, we have Oklahoma, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and West Virginia. Baltimore has a long way to catch up to the rest of the state. The Maryland State Department of Education 2023 state test results report Baltimore City math scores were the lowest in Maryland. Just 7% of the third through eighth graders uh, teaching, uh, testing proficient in math means 93% could not do math at the grade level. How can you survive like that? But that's not all. Project Baltimore combed through the scores of all 150 city schools where the state math test was given. Their investigation found 23 Baltimore schools there were zero students who tested proficient, not a single one, which we've already discussed. Um, well, hold on. Um, I thought also I read, and I don't have it here, where they had like one uh, Baltimore school with just one or two students proficient in math. Yeah, matter of fact, it is on the first page. <clears throat> when you get past those uh, 23 with zero, they had some with just one or two. But check this out. The real question is, how can the state of American, uh, Maryland be number two in higher degrees or Baltimore is zero? Did you know that Maryland is only 35 miles from Washington, D.C.? And did you know that in Washington, D.C., well, let me put it this way. We have 2 million people that work for the federal government. And in Washington, D.C., it stated a Google, quick Google search, says 245,368 work in D.C. So then the question is, how many of those federal workers potentially live in Maryland. And the stats I came up with another one was around 200,000. So we got 200,000 of the 245,000 federal workers that live in Maryland. Well, the teachers union, which is the highest or the biggest lobbyist in the country for schools, 
and the DC politicians, the Democrats are against school vouchers. And school vouchers give parents the ability to use the tax money that they pay to determine where their child is educated. I mean, it's like you go to work every day and you get a paycheck and you want to go buy some meat and there's a good meat market around the corner and there's a bad meat market down the street. But somebody tells you, no, you can't go to the good meat market. You have to go to the bad one around the corner where everybody would have a fit. Because you work, that's your money. Why should you go buy some bad meat for your family? Nobody's telling you where to buy your meat. Well, pretty soon they might tell you to don't buy any meat at all, just eat crickets. But that was last week's story. But the fact of it is, is they're telling you where your child can go. Or they're saying, oh, you could put your child in private school, but you pay for it. And see, they got people not understanding that you're already paying for your child in a public school. And people like me that no longer have children in schools are still paying for kids to go to public school in our taxes. So these public schools, like these 23 in Maryland that have zero proficiency, people are being made to have their children go to these places. Because the Democrat Party is owned by the teachers union. That's part of the problem. And so therefore, they don't want your child to go anywhere other than where they tell your child they can go. And these schools, by and large, or these school districts or these teachers union, they have contracts where the teachers work X amount of years. I think it's like a couple in California. And then they get tenure. You can't even fire these folks. I mean, it takes an extreme, almost a quote, act of God, unquote, to fire them. And they don't have to show accountability. The kids don't have to learn. But these people keep their job. So then that makes the next question. Any logical, rational, thinking person is going to say, Sam, well, that's crazy. What about them folks? I know some of them 250,000 people, them 200,000 people that you say live in Maryland got kids. You know, why would they sit over there and don't want to fight for their kids uh, having a better education? I'm glad you thought about that. So did I. Look at this. In Maryland. Look at this. Google search. Best Maryland private schools, 2023 to 2024. For the 2023-24 school year, there are 834 private schools serving 139,738 students in Maryland. There are 14,019 public schools serving uh, 882,159 students. Now, do you think that these bureaucrats are sacrificing their children to these dead schools? Don't think on it for one moment. I've been preaching for years, for years, that these people will not sacrifice their children. You can look at these politicians. The last politician that I'm aware of, 
And I'm not just want to say bureaucrats, you know, the politicians, the lobbyists, the government workers. But the last one that I, I'm aware of that had their child in a public school was one of the worst presidents that ever were, and that was Jimmy Carter. Other than that, I don't think any of them had their kids in private because I know full well that Obama, even while Michelle was trying to get schools and make kids eat uh, hummus or hummus or whatever the heck that stuff is, and a, a bunch of things where kids found revolting, uh, she had, her kids was in a private school. They wouldn't have the subject to eat that crap. So don't think these 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 lifelong uh, bureaucrats, these government workers that are making great money, are sacrificing their kids to these schools like the 23 in Baltimore, where there's no math proficiency. It is not happening. And even what's worse, and this is what people don't get, these folks, their jobs are being paid for by you and me. We're paying for the folks that can put their kids in private school that are telling us, no, you can't put your kids in private school because they need to stay in the public school system. Because we don't want you to have the freedom that we have because, yeah, we could, we can, we're making enough money to pay, take care of our kids. And the only reason why they're making enough money is because we pay them. The problem is we didn't make these folks subject to the same rules and etiquette that we are. And we've letting these people get to the point where they think they rule us. And that is what they think. Because the, 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 the thought process is this also. Think about this. What society in their right mind would want a bunch of children not being educated? Eventually, and, and what's happening is these people are just being kicked through up one level to the next level. When I was going to school, if you didn't pass a certain proficiency level, they held you back a year. They're not doing that anymore. You know, the, the, the public schools get paid per body per day. And they fill up the bodies. And with all the illegals they're bringing in, they're filling up more bodies than you can think about. So they're not, they don't have to hold people back. But think about this. While our children are going to these schools where many of them are not getting educated and are going to end up being a drain on society. They're going to end up being either incarcerated, uh, unemployed or unemployable to a degree of making enough money to take care of themselves. Of course, you'll get some kind of liberal say, well, let's make uh, a living wage increase. You know, let's make a, you know, a hot dog vendor, uh, $15 an hour, or you work at McDonald's $20 an hour minimum, which actually puts more people out of work than in the work. And when I was growing up, a minimum wage actually was $1.25, I remember. But it was never, it was thought of as a minimum wage. And I can get into an argument about why the minimum wage itself is detrimental to black people, but I'm not going to do that today. But the fact of it is, is these wages. They make them so high that all it does is make more people unemployable. And why would a business want to spend $20 an hour for a 16-year-old when he might you know, get some 20-year-old or 25-year-old for that $20 an hour, and that person might be more responsible? These people, the reason why 
they're not thinking like that and they don't care about the people that ends up on welfare or in crime or pregnant and just perpetuating more dependency on the government is because the thing that they're most concerned with is power. People think that money is the number one objective. To a degree it is. But when it comes to places like DC, when it comes to places like the federal government or state government or local government or anything, power is number one. Where it, And if you have the power, the money will follow. You don't have to go after the money if you have the power. Because the money is going to always follow power. And these people that get locked in, these people in the swamp, nothing uh, titillates them more than power. And the higher up they get, the more power they get. Even when these people leave the Senate, many times they never leave Washington, D.C., and they end up a lobbyist making a lot of money. Now, think about it. If people just took the time to think, Barack Obama, he was a state senator for what, a couple of years or so? Before that, and then he became a senator after that. Before he was a state senator, what was he, a, a community agitator? Well, that's not what they call it, but you know, community something where he's helping community. What did he do so that he can leave the White House and end up buying a 15 or $20 million beachfront property in Martha's Vineyard and then have a property in Chicago and I believe in Hawaii? And I need not talk about the present president of the United States and all the money that come filtering into him. When you have power, money will follow. So these people, these bureaucrats or these folks that live in, in, in Maryland, and it, you know, not just go from Maryland, the surrounding area of D.C. Trust me, not enough folks live in the hood in D.C. Like some congressman that got carjacked yesterday. They get the heck out of there when work is over. They're not going to sacrifice their children to these lousy public schools. And what they're also doing is preparing their children. Their children are getting educated to a high degree. So they're preparing their children to take their spot or the next slot or some side slot. They're not preparing their children to compete with an illegal alien for a job. And if they really cared about the American people and the American student, they wouldn't have let a bunch of illegal aliens come in and help fill up the classrooms or overextend them. So they could, you know, but but they want to talk about their sympathetic. They, they, they care about the children. Yeah, they care about the children as long as they can use them and abuse them. They don't care about the children to take care of them. So this is why you can have the state of Maryland number two in education with 23 schools where nobody's learning squat and have a crime-ridden city like Baltimore at the heart of it. And the problem is you have too many people that just automatically 
pull that Democrat vote switch. Not thinking, listening to the same lies year after year, a new body promising more stuff and delivering nothing. And, and, and nothing changes. Nothing has changed in over 50, 60 years dealing with the Democrat Party. Nothing. Except for more lies. And here recently, more poverty for the average working American. And now they want us to script and screen and 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 compete for jobs and limited government resources that came from our taxpayer dollar with seven to 10 million more illegals they let in. And why did they let all these people in? The same reason, power. Oh, we got so many people here. We got to make them legal. We, it would just be cruel to send these people back. We need to make them citizens. We need to give them every opportunity that everyone else has here. That's the right thing to do. It's the American thing. And they should be able to vote. And these people, if they've been they, if they come from some country where they were making five dollars a day or ten dollars a day, and they come over here and they'll and, and even somebody under the table say, Hey, you know what? I'll pay you twelve dollars a day an hour, or I'll pay you seven dollars an hour. And don't get to one of those things where you need to get the living wage $15. Oh, yes, I'll do it. And I'm going to vote for the Democrat because the Democrats really helped me out. The Democrats are not thinking about the American taxpayer that's suffering or the American citizen that's either mentally ill, a drug addict, or down in his luck, homeless, been homeless in the streets for years. They don't care about those people. I heard where they were kicked out some veterans out of a, house, out of a hotel so they could put some illegals in. There was an article. I wasn't even going to talk about it today, but I just thought about it. I read yesterday. The governor in New York wants to hire 18,000 illegal aliens. And at the same time, New York has over 300,000 unemployed Americans. I think that's an excellent reason to hate the Democrat Party. But I wasn't going to get into that. I want to stay with the schools. The time I have allotted. In the state of Oregon, Oregon is a fascinating state. I remember visiting a few years ago when one of my best friends was still alive. And at that time, you could not pump your own gas. Now, we got used to, you know, when I was growing up, there was a thing, listen to this, young folks. We had a thing called full service. Actually, before full service, we had, you used to go to a gas station. Somebody would pump your gas. Somebody would clean your windshield. Somebody would check your oil or your water or whatever. All of that. Two or three people. All you do is sit there and they collect your money and uh, bring you change. If you smile and say, have a good day. Then we got into this thing where it was self-service and full service. Why? Because every time you start raising the minimum wage, 
Every time you start increasing taxes on businesses, they have to cut expenses. I used to go to the movie theater. I would walk up to the booth. I would give them my money. They would give me a ticket. I'd walk to the door. There was a person at the door that would take my ticket. And then somebody else would take me to my seat. You don't get that anymore. But once you keep increasing the prices, they got to cut back in staff. So we went from uh, complete service without you to pay anything, and then you went to what's full service and self-service, but full service costs you more money. Well, the pinch wasn't just on the businesses, the pinch was on the people. So we eventually ended up with self-service. But Oregon was one of these states at that time, or for years, I guess they mandated a law where you couldn't pump your own gas. I think that was it. And I could be wrong, but I think that was a government-sponsored job maker. Now I think they repealed that. But Oregon is back in the forefront again with some wild stuff. Oregon, they've made getting high just about legal. I think you can do any kind of drugs in Oregon. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the children. Well, they just passed this law in Oregon called Senate Bill 744. Now, I'm not going to try to read all this garbage in Senate Bill 744 because it's garbage. It talks about... You know, you got to have proficiency and this and that. And they're talking about like the quality of education and all that. But get, let's get down to the meat. And I highlighted that. So hopefully you can see it on my screen where it says here in section three. Notwithstanding any rules adopted by the State Board of Education, a student may not be required to show proficiency in essential learning skills as a condition of receiving a high school diploma for the years 2021-2022, 2022-2023, and 2023 to 2024. This 2021 act being necessary for the immediate preservation of the public peace, health, and safety. An emergency is declared to exist. And this 2021 act act takes effect on its passage. So I guess that being, since this is 2023, Whatever you did in the last two years don't count. So if you were there and you didn't do nothing, you can get your diploma. And those that's in this school year, you can get your diploma. It ain't necessary for you to know anything. And they go on. And I read it in articles or heard people speak. They talking about it's for equity because some minority kids uh, haven't been able to 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 achieve so so we need to lower the standards and make it so everybody can get a diploma 
Do you know what it is if you have a, say you bought you a soda, an orange crush or something, and you want to share it with a bunch of your friends and you didn't have with this one soda. So you took the soda and you poured it in a pitcher. And it only, say it only got the pitcher three quarters of the way up. So you fill the rest of the pitcher up with water. It's still kind of orange. It's kind of light, kind of orangey looking. But it's no longer, it's, it's like a flat, dull, unsatisfying drink. It looks like it's okay, but it's not. Well, a diploma without academic requirements is nothing more than a useless piece of paper. Several years ago, before I left California, they put out a law that said going back 10 years, if somebody did not fulfill or finish their um, what is that exit exam, they can still get their diploma. They didn't have to do anything else, but they can get their diploma. Now, remember what I said about the people in Washington, D.C. Let's go for the state folks, too, that are running. Let's go for the, the, the state people that are running government. And this goes for business professionals. This goes for people in the higher income bracket. This goes for everybody with any money that's had money, plan on keeping money and making sure their kids have money. None of these people will, sac will sacrifice their children to a public school education that doesn't demand uh, knowledge proficiency because those kids will not be prepared to take their spot. And outside of them enjoying the power and the luxury and the money and all that it comes with, they want to make sure their kids can do it too. So, so it's amazing to me that the average Oregonian, I think I said that right, Californian, or anybody else with any kind of sense at all would think they're doing your child a favor by saying, you can get your diploma, you don't have to know squat. What do you think is going to happen when that person tries to apply for a job? First thing that's going to happen is this. The employer, see, employers are not there to take people in and just pay them money to do nothing or to be ignorant or to take people in and to finish their high school education. That employer, if, if the job qualifications are just a high school diploma, which in many cases it won't be, but say that's the only qualification necessary, that employer is going to have that person take an interest exam to see if they have the basic tools required to do the job. I'm talking about intellectually. Can they add and subtract? Can they write a, cool, uh, a, a decent sentence? Can they formulate a paragraph that makes sense? Can they speak in a mature manner without cussing every other word? They're gonna test these people. And if they find that these people are inefficient, they're not going to deal with them. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, uh, Tolly, but, you know, uh, uh, I don't think we have a position available for you. So this child, this young person with this 
useless piece of paper is going to be standing out there in the streets uh, blowing in the wind. Good for nothing. This useless piece of paper. And that's what Oregon is doing. That's what California did. That's what many of these places. Do you think Newsom? And I think Jerry Brown was the one that signed that bill. But I don't think any of Newsom's kids go to a, a regular school that isn't requiring academia. And uh, for people in Oregon or any other state, it's crazy. And to say that this is to help minorities is about as racist as you can get. It's right up there with saying black folks can't get ID. The problem with it is we have so many Democrats, so many black Democrats that don't even understand that they're being indoctrinated. They, they can't even see that these people are manipulating their thinking process. They're telling them that they're inferior while at the same time saying that we, well, uh, we want to make sure that you're not treated like you're inferior. But you're telling them they're inferior. Yeah, you're inferior. We need to lower standards because you can't cut it. I think I read an article some time back when I think it's American Airlines or United or someplace where they got concerned about the equity of the pilots. So they weren't going to go after whoever uh, achieved the highest status in, in their test scores and edu flight education. They wanted to level it off based on pigmentation. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm in an airplane, I could give less than a rat's behind what a person looks like that's flying a plane. I want to make sure that person can get that thing up in the air, can navigate it through the air, and can land that thing. And I want the best person possible that could do it. That goes for a doctor, too. If I go to a doctor, if I got surgery or something, I'm not going to be sitting over there trying to check out this person's meddling content. I don't care. I want to know what's between the ears. I want to know that this person's proficient. Got the skills, got the knowledge, got the technology, knows how to use it. All my children are grown now. Some of them were college uh, kids. Some of them weren't. Matter of fact, the one that wasn't, my, my oldest son, I think that he's possibly making more money than the, the, the younger son that wasn't a college kid. But it doesn't matter. College is for some people and it's not for some people. My, my thing is you use the technology and the skills available to you to the best of your ability. But, but, but both of them strived to achieve success in a competitive world. They weren't looking for a handout or, 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 or something. Oh, well, you know what? I'm black. So, so you got to give me an extra 10 points. I, I, I can't cut it with everybody else. That's nonsense. This is a Democrat party from years on. They've always played themselves that they care for black people. They care for the minorities. And then they keep putting obstacles in the way. Yes, it's an obstacle when you tell me, gee, we need to lower the standard because you can't cut it. Then see that obstacle is going in my head. Like, you know what? I can't cut it. So I'm glad they're lowering the standards. no, I'm as good as you, your kids, and everybody else. 
All I need you to do is like James Brown said, I haven't asked nobody to give me nothing. Just open the door and I'll get it myself. Just get the heck out the way. And if I'm not able to get it myself, if I'm not able to do it myself, if my children aren't able to do it themselves, then they need to dig harder, work harder, pull themselves to a point where they can do it themselves. Other than that, no matter what you give them, they're not going to be able to hold on to it because they can't do anything. You know, and then they'll be looking for you to bail them out. And that's exactly what you swamp creatures want. Want them dependent. Want them sucking on that big giant government mammary gland forever. And see, people need to understand. You know, black people need to understand. The Democrat Party is not your friend. If the Democratic Party really cared about people in the lower economic state, I'm, I'm talking about American citizens, American citizens, if they really, truly cared, they would not let millions of illegals cross the border and say, come on in, put them in the schools with the, the kids they care for, take the taxpayer money that they're supposed to be helping your community with and give it to them. Just like I read a couple of months ago in Chicago, they brought all these illegal aliens there and they had $40 million that they spent a month on illegal aliens. What the black people say, well, what about us? You gonna spend that money on us? Yeah, they don't have to because they got you programmed that you're gonna vote for them no matter what. Well, you need to do like they did with McCarthy, you need to kick them the hell out. You just say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not depending on you people. I'm not trusting you people. You've been lying to me forever. And this is one of the reasons why many of my Democratic friends and I don't get along today. Because I quit listening to the crap. Now I'll get all these stories. I remember, oh, Trump's xenophobic. Trump is this. Trump and, and see, they, I don't know if they forget or what. I used to hear the same things about Bush was this, Bush was that, and then older Bush was this. Any Republican, anybody that wasn't a Democrat. But when the Democrat gets in office, I don't hear squat. Obama, oh, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's a black man in the White House. He's going to do everything. The only thing Obama did was destroy marriage in America. That's what he did. He destroyed the sanctity of marriage. And Obamacare. You want your doctor? You can keep your doctor. It was a lie. He knew it was a lie when he said it. So they, they, they denigrated Trump. We have the greatest economy, the greatest economy in my lifetime. We have this lion media who's the Joseph Goebbels of the Democratic Party. If you know who Joseph Goebbels was, he was Hitler's propaganda minister. It was either him or Hitler that said, if you lie to people long enough and hard enough, they're going to believe the lie. So Democrats have been lying to black people forever. And you get all these black people constantly believe the lie. You get fools like Snoop Dogg. Oh, you're going to, you know, F Trump. You're going to vote for, for, for Biden. Or I've seen this other clown. Uh, what's that? Spike Lee. Oh, you know, Uncle Joe. You know, come on, Uncle Joe. Yeah, Uncle Joe can call a black man boy. He called Cedric. Uh, whatever, Richmond boy, LL Cool J boy, 
and the governor of Westmore, Maryland boy. He can call any black man anything they want to. He can say stupid stuff like, well, you know, yeah, uh, he, he's clean and articulate. Well, that's, a, that's a storybook, man. Like Obama was the first clean and articulate black man there ever was. This is nonsense. But the Democrats, the ones that I know, they don't say nothing. They say zero when that kind of talk is done. These they, they, they just put up with garbage constantly. And I and, and I let them know it. And I say, well, what's with you people? Why would you why are you still voting for these jokers? Just got your life upside down. I hear gas is like seven dollars a gallon in California. Now my gas has been like four fifty. It was a dollar ninety nine a gallon before Joe came in here. But the Democrats love you. They care about you. Trump was racist. He was xenophobic. And my thing is this: I don't believe Trump was racist for a moment. And I think anybody that doesn't put their country before some other country is crazy and don't need to lead anything. So they should have put up the wall. They still need to put the wall. And frankly, I pray to God that they put up the wall, Trump get elected, and they send all them folks back. Send them. I mean, they're not even just from Mexico. Got folks from Russia, from China, from Africa. Hell, they're from all over the world. How the hell are you getting over here from Africa? They swimming? <laughs> I mean... I mean, you know, they used to make a joke about Sarah Palin and say, well, I can see my house from Russia. Did they cross the Bering Strait to get over here from Russia? How do these people get here? Where is the news media? You know, these, these, these are the worst Democrats of all, the news media. I remember that joker standing in front of a burning building in the middle of a riot said, well, you know, it's a mostly peaceful demonstration. You know, people, we need to quit tolerating stupid stuff. We need to hold these people accountable. You know, one more thing. There's a Democratic senator in, in my new state of Arizona. I'm not going to read the article. I don't have time. People want girls to have their privacy. But this governor vetoed a bill, Hobbs, who got us hobbling along here in Arizona. She vetoed a bill that would make it so girls could just use the bathroom by themselves. And so this state senator said, well, you know, uh, maybe uh, if they, they should just put up a curtain. Give them the shower curtain. This is nonsense, people. This is garbage. The whole Democratic Party is infested with sickness. And it goes back to what I read about the communist goals. You know, that goal number 26, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, na natural, and healthy. So it's supposed to be normal, natural, and healthy for your 15-year-old daughter to have to go into a dadgum shower with a 16-year-old boy. And, and, and it amazes me that my Democrat friends 
are not screaming about this crap. They're just going along with it. Going along with it. My thing is to leave a testimony. If we don't change, I, I want to. I want to change this stuff. I want this stuff to change. I want the Lord to fix it. But if my generation leaves here while this thing is going down the toilet, circling the drain, or headed down to the ocean, and there's a few kids that's alive that haven't lost their mind, that can still think. I want them to be able to see that all of us didn't go crazy. All of us didn't cave in. All of us didn't drink the, 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 the flavor aid, which they drunk in um, Jonestown, not Kool-Aid. All of us aren't insane. Many of us want to stand up for a biblical worldview, whether you're a Christian or not. Many of us are not going to tolerate this nonsense. We're gonna, if we go down, we go down fighting. We're not going to just accept this mess like, well, who am I? I just, I'm just one person. I can't do anything. Well, I'm just one person, and I'm going to do everything I can. And I think everybody else should do everything they can that believes in decency, that believes in God, that believes in the sovereignty of this nation, what it was built on. We should not sacrifice it to the communists, the socialists, the degenerate, the satanic uh, power, power that we're dealing with on a daily basis. And these so-called Christians that are still supporting the Democrat Party in spite of all the evil that they're perpetrating on us every day, shame on you. One day you're gonna have to look at God and, and, and give an account for everything. I have to do it. You have to do it too. How in the heck are you going to say you love the God of the Bible and you're not going to speak out against the debauchery that these people are perpetrating on the children? But I love you, Democrats. I pray for you. I pray that God shows you what he showed me. And then if you can see what I see, you'll be in the fight just like I'm in the fight. You won't have no choice. But as long as you decide to be blind, as long as you decide to be compliant to evil, as long as you decide to walk in darkness instead of the light, Shame on you. But people like me, we're going to keep speaking as long as we have a voice, as long as the Lord gives us strength. And we just pray one day all of y'all will wake up and join us in the fight. It's not about being a Republican. It's about being a moral, decent, God-fearing person and standing up for biblical values. That's what it's about. Next week, part two, and why I love Democrats but hate the Democrat Party. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out.